Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Boomtown Hoops podcast. I am joined by Cade and Jackson today. Gentlemen, uh, it's the Christmas season uh, coming up on New Year, so we've got a little special thing at the end. But first, let's go ahead and recap the games that we've uh, played since the last show. So uh, last Wednesday, a 101-98 win at home against Portland. Uh, Cade, uh, you know, basically swept the, swept the Trailblazers at home. Is that... Is that a good sign or is that just a uh, trailblazers are just not a good team? The trailblazers, I always, I feel like they have a good team in them. I said this last week, there's a good team in there somewhere. Um, They've battled a lot of nitpicky injuries and they haven't been able to, you know, fully come together this season, but I think there's a good team in there. But um, I, I kind of predicted last week that Damian Lillard was going to come back with the vendetta after, you know, losing his, you know, big night to a SGA game winner and Lou Dort clamped him again. So, I mean, big, big for Lou Dort. Um, Shea had just a 27-point game, didn't shoot too well. It's weird that that's like the normal or, you know, even under expectations to have him score 27 with slightly less efficiency. Um, good game from Jalen Williams. Solid, solid bench game. Um, overall, just a good team win and beat, a I would say, a decent team. Yep, and then moving right along to Friday night's game, uh, 125-128 loss against New Orleans. It was one of those games, you know, it kind of it felt like it was very much in reach, obviously, right there at the end. Uh, Jackson, uh, was there any I mean, uh, obviously, you know, Zion's back with them and that team really seems to be putting it together. Is that I mean, a three point loss to the Pelicans sounds decent, right? Um, It would normally. Um, It was a heartbreaker and not just because I stood to win a lot of money on a win, Um, but. <laughs> Also, you know, with Zion, Zion was out, Ingram was out. You know, it was a chance. It had every all the makings of a game that should have won. Um, down big early, you know, down 21 at one point. Came all the way back, and I believe we got it up to an eight-point lead before letting it slip away um, and then going to overtime and just didn't quite have it there in overtime, which um, unfortunate because, like you said, you know, that's a game that, that was winnable with those guys out. Um, against you know a good team, they have good role players, but but without their two best guys, it felt like one that that we had all the chances to win. Um, but but overall, you know, a close loss is never too disappointing um, for a team like this year's Thunder team. Well, and and two, you also got to look at it, Cade. Like you know, Shea's last game, he had twenty seven points, but this game, career high, forty four points. I, I mean, it felt like just everything was going right for the Thunder except for the win, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in an overtime loss like that, I mean, you have the game essentially won in clutch time. Um, the the Pelicans kind of punch back, send it to overtime. Oh well, then you lose it in overtime. Um, personally, I thought that final shot from SJ was down. Um, it was online on target, just a little bit short. Um, I I think my biggest issue with the entire game is Giddy did not shoot more threes. When he's two of three from three early in the game, I want him to shoot the ball as much as he can. I want him to put up a six or seven three pointers in the game. But uh, I mean, other otherwise. Good close, good close loss to a pretty solid team. Yeah, and then follow think, up. Oh, sorry, sorry, Jackson. Yeah, um, I think it's a great Mark Titus who says uh, no one should ever shoot above forty percent from three. That if you're making over forty percent of your threes, keep shooting until you're not. Yeah. So yeah. I agree with you there. Like, get he, you know, let it fly. I mean, when he's got the confidence, when it's going well, you know, shoot it because I'm very happy with the way he's been shooting the ball recently. So, um, and I hope that's something that continues. If that was me, and I'm not a professional basketball player, but if I just changed my form and, like, a lot of the major components of my jump shot and I knocked down two of my three threes, I'm at least shooting three more without a doubt. But, you know, there's a reason I'm not a pro and they are. So what do I know? 
Then moving along to tonight's, well, t- tonight's Tuesday night's game. This is, it's very weird for us because we never really, uh, never have Tuesday games. We normally record Tuesdays. So tonight's game against the Spurs, a 130 to 114 uh, win against the Spurs. Um, SGA with 28 points, six rebounds, eight assists. Pretty, you know, pretty solid game from SGA. Um, I, I think, and then we'll, we'll kind of, I mean, we can't really dive into it much more, but um, Poku got injured at some point. I, I, I can't recall uh, when that was in the game, but went it was down, the second quarter. Second quarter, okay. Um, went down with some type of leg injury. Uh, don't know anything with that yet, but that was something that, Kate, you were obviously keeping a close eye on the game. Um, kind of let you just take it from there. I mean, he kind of just – he held his left leg kind of awkwardly. Um, didn't get up for a while. Then he had assistance coming off the court. He was not walking on it very easily. And then when the Thunder reported it, they just did a left leg injury. We'll be out for the game. So, I mean, to me, it's kind of – I don't want to say worrisome, but worrisome that – why is that the only details that we have? Like, we didn't just get an ankle sprain or, you know, knee contusion. It was like, oh, you know, it's this unknown injury. So, uh, I'm sure we get more details tomorrow. I'm sure they just want to check it out before they say anything, you know, strong. I mean, my biggest takeaway from the game is probably SGA had 28 on 9 of 14. And like I said, with this 27-point game, that's just a normal game for him now. Whereas last year, I think the whole entire Thunder Twitter would be fiending over this game. Like, wow, we scored 28 on this efficiency. Um, other than that, I mean, you got a pretty well-rounded game. Muscala came in and played some big minutes after Pokey went down. Um, three of five from three-pointers, five of eight shooting. He looked really active in the paint and a lot bigger than he normally looks. Um, he was just playing well, making hustle plays. Long lines. Um, just the rest of the bench, Trey Mann had 17 on three of six three-point shooting, and then Aaron Wiggins added 12 with emphatic putback dunk on an SGA missed layup. So overall, good energy, good team win. Big fourth quarter from both SGA and shooters lineup, and uh, Giddy's started the corner lineup with uh, Jalen Williams and the rest of the squad. So um, just a good team win, something you like to see as they're now 4-1 and in their last five games. Yeah, when you said, you know, how a 28-8-6 game is a game that we would have fiend on last year and this year we think mm-hmm. it's normal – you're not wrong because tonight I'm focused on Shea had four blocks and two steals, like yep. the defensive end. That that's what is like. He put up these great numbers on offense, great efficiency, and yet he still pulled off four blocks, had two steals. Um, I saw it on Twitter after the game. Um, do you guys know who SGA has as many blocks as this season? I think I saw Rudy Gobert. Yep, Rudy Gobert. That's incredible. I saw it also on Reddit uh, in our Discord, the Reddit page. Someone said I had to go fact check this, and I'm just thinking. That's the kind of numbers he's putting up is that you have to go fact check them because you don't believe the guy that tweeted it. Um, I think he's quietly putting up like an all defensive second team, like statistical season. So that's crazy to think about from our lead scorer who's averaging over 30 points per game. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Trey Mann comes back from his G League assignment, his scheduled G League assignment absolutely just goes just crazy in the G League. Um, Jackson, and, and then, you know, then tonight puts up 17 points in, in 28 minutes on 5 of 11. Jackson, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, it's just, is that one of those things like, was that really scheduled? I mean, and if it was brilliant, but I mean, like, that's, I mean, it's, that's a great showing for, for him. Um, I don't know if it was scheduled or not. It's, it's one of those things I went back and forth on. I mean, it was the G League showcase, so I think. It probably was, and it was a good chance for him to go and get some confidence. You know, he scored 75 points in two games. 
Um, and it, it's clear since he's come back that he's had some confidence, and I can only imagine the level um, of confidence he'd have if that layup would have gone in for the win against um, New Orleans the other night. So he basically put C.J. McCollum on the ground and had a chance to win it, um, and I was, it was a great shot attempt. I was very happy with it. Um, he's looked good since he's come back. He seems to kind of have found his rhythm. So I think, scheduled or not, it was worth every second he was away because you know he seems like he's got a little bit of a swagger back that's exactly what you want from your pick that you know yeah you're really high on as a scorer you want him to go in the g league and just look like a dominant scorer that's exactly what he did i think the stat was 75 points in two games a 35 point showcase and a 40 point showcase so i mean that's exactly what you want from your what was the 18th overall pick from a year ago yep and then i i mean Really, we've got we've got a pretty short episode for for this one, but um, so I think Jackson brought it up. Uh, you know, New Year's is is Sunday, so next time we'll talk to you guys will be uh next year. So we wanted to go ahead and do a thunder's new thunder New Year's resolutions for, you know, it could be anybody in specific or or just however we want to do this. So Jackson, I'll let you kick it off, and then. And then we can just just go through. I mean, go through as many as you want. I've got a few. Um, they're more specific. I'm going to start with the first one that is specifically for Thunder Media members. Um, and it's I don't know. I haven't figured out quite why this happened. But can we stop including Chet on the injury report tweets before every game? We know he's not playing this year. We're taking him space. Every time I see his name pop up, I think there's something new going on. It's not. He's just out. We know he's out. Thunder resolution, no more Chet injury reports unless it's something valuable. Don't just tell me he's out for the next game against Charlotte because we know it. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I think I don't. I don't even want to see his like updates on the report or anything. I literally just want to have an understanding that he's out for the season. I don't know why his name's on the you know the NBA's.com's official injury report website. Like, we know every day they put it up there out surgery. They just say surgery, so he's been a while since he had that surgery. So I agree. Just take him off. Um, for my pick, I'm going to go with a very specific player. Um, it's going to be Darius Baisley, and a New Year's resolution is finding a team that suits him that is not in Oklahoma City. Um, I've mentioned I don't like the, that he's with Clutch. Um, it's just kind of clear that he just doesn't fit here and what the Thunder are building now. Um, he was a 2019 pick, and we are no longer close to the same identity we had then. And he really just doesn't fit the mold of what we're building. So I just think, you know, maybe find a team that suits him a little bit better. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that one. I it, It's clear that his future is not going to be here. Um, I, I don't dislike Bayes. Um, I think he's got a future in the league and a role of some sort. I just don't think it's here. Uh, but my next resolution is going to be for Josh Giddy, and the resolution is just shoot that thing. Like, yeah. it, it's getting, like, you can see it every night. Like I think it was one. I don't remember how many shots tonight, but I know the first one he made. Caught it, looked confident, went up with it, cash. Like that's what we want to see. You know, this is the season to get comfortable. I know he's still working on the mechanics of a new jump shot, but like, let's get these game reps in. Put the shots up if it's there. Shoot it, no hesitation, because you know the percentages are going up. It looks better. Like, Josh Giddy, shoot that thing. That was the only one he shot, too, and I think part of it was the only 23 minutes played, which was strictly only because Shea and his uh, shooter's only lineup was doing really well. But, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like how we talked about the Blue Door episode. 
the team is not – there's no expectations this season. If you shoot two for nine of three, I'm not going to judge you. It happens. You have those games. So, Giddy, definitely go out those go out there and get those games. And then I just got one more New Year's resolution. Um, It's for Aaron Wiggins and kind of for the staff. It's just give Aaron Wiggins a consistent role and just let him be what he's going to be because he can fit almost any lineup in any way he really needs to. So, I feel like that's like a coach's best friend. And that was inspired by uh, Michael Martin of the Thunder Buddies podcast because he did their episode today, said that exact same thing. And I just – I'm just seconding that. I think he should be in a consistent role by now. So, what you're saying is New Year's resolution for Coach D – Get wiggy with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. Oh, man. Uh, oh. Jackson, hold on. Before uh, Cade mentioned Lou Dort. Uh, ha- haven't had a, ch- I don't know. Have you had a chance to come on and, and defend yourself uh, uh, of your Lou Dort slander from a couple weeks ago? I, I haven't. I also feel like, you know, I was taken a little bit out of context. <laughs> what I said was, if the right offer came in, well, actually, I didn't say the right offer. If a decent offer came in, I would take it. Um, and I still stand by it. I, I'm not changing anything. It was not slander. Um, I like Lou Dort, but there's still, you know, seven times a game where I go, why are you doing the things that you're doing? Um, so I stand by it. Um, I don't have a specific resolution for Lou Dort besides maybe, hey, do the right thing with the basketball. Um, but that's we we don't have to cross that bridge tonight. Like I said, if a decent offer came in, I'd take it. I'm not saying trade him. I'm just saying, you know, the right offer comes. You know, check the box. You know, whatever we do, the process. Let's have you have you outlined what a decent offer is yet for Lou Dort specifically? Well, I it's it's a hard thing to figure out because I can't figure out what team exactly would want to come in for him. Um, I think the reason I say decent is. I think that, at least in the eyes of Thunder fans, um, I don't know about the eyes of Sam Presti, uh, but the eyes of Thunder fans, that a deal for Lou Dort would have to be way better than what it would actually look like. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you could probably get a first-round pick for him, um, heavily protected from, you know, a playoff team, but I, I don't know quite what that deal looks like. But I haven't, I haven't, you know, I can't tell you exactly what it looks like because, I'm not sure the deal exists, but I, I think there's playoff teams that would like to have him. I'm just still not confident that Lou Dort's long-term future is a member of the starting five of the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'll stand on my take of, I think the the right package for him would literally be him being like basically this, the salary filler and you switch it up with maybe a pick or two because we have them at our expense. So, I mean, realistically, his contract is going to fit in the MLE in a couple of years. So I just think next year, the year after, he'll be like a salary filler almost maybe a young guy, you know, maybe a couple of picks, but I will tell you that Sam Presti won't lose whatever trade that is, whether it be for that year or the year after or the year after that, Sam Presti won't lose that trade. Yeah, I've got one resolution and it's for the whole team. Just stay healthy. I I know yep. we're we're coming on this Poku injury, whatever this might be, but my whole my whole resolution for the whole entire team is just stay healthy. I like that one. One last question before we go here, before y'all, before uh, we wrap up. We are now one game out of the play-in. Um, our last seven games, we have either won or lost by one possession. We're four and one in our last five, and we're, like I said, one game out of the play-in. Do you guys continue to push for the play-in? What do y'all do? What Do, y- do y'all want to make the play-in, even just the tournament? Because you can still lose the tournament and be technically in the lottery. You're probably just going to get the 14th pick, but 
I mean, are you, are you guys for it? Because at this point, it's it, it's so well-rounded that next week we could probably be closer to the bottom of the league or we could be closer to actually in the playoffs, not the play-in. So, I mean, you never know. So what are you guys feeling on that? I would push for it. Um, I think SGA himself is too good to tank at this point. Um, I I just I think you continue to push for it. You continue to try to win every game. Um, and I think it'll take care of itself. I don't expect us to make the play. And I think we've done a really good job on this homestand. You know, we took care of business. We, we said we had the 4-1 the stretch. You know, we were close in every game. Um, and thankfully, when we go back on the road, it's going to be in Charlotte. And Charlotte is not very good at basketball this year, um, which is important for an NBA team to be. So I think, you know, we have a chance to push it to five out of the last six. Unfortunately, that we then come back home for Philly, and I think Joel will be, you know, post some monstrous stat line. We can't be guarded by Poku. Um, so I think we're going to ultimately, you know, find out that that we're right outside of the play in this year. However, I think we still, you know, try to win every game and keep pushing for it. And, you know, hopefully that, you know, that effort pays off next year and we're in the play and are better in the year after it really pays off. You say that SGA is too good to tank, but at what point is like Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams too good of a supporting cast to tank? I mean, if SGA is giving you consistent 28, but you're getting efficient 16 from Josh Giddy where he's knocking down threes and Jalen Williams continues to be in this great six foot six in the dunker spot, jumping over everyone thing. I, I just think it's a little bit too hard to tank with them as well. Yeah, but I I don't disagree. I think they're phenomenal. Like, they're phenomenal role guys, but mm-hmm. you know, if something were to happen to SGA, I'm not sure they could continue to carry oh, yeah. us in the way yeah. that that this is. So I say, you know, as long as Shea's healthy, like you have to try to win because he's too good to not, you know, be in every game. I mean, we've, we're in pretty much every game he plays. Like, so as long as Shea's healthy, like I don't think we have a choice but to push for the play. And um, and you know, weirder things have happened. You know, see how long steps out. You know, different things. Um, but I think ultimately we probably fall right outside of it. Well, and, and I think looking at it too, I mean, you've also kind of got to look at the players that are going to be in the draft. I mean, I mean, you know, Wimbanyana, you know, Henderson, but other than that, at least to me, looking at, at least on Tankathon, their mock draft, it's just like, I mean, you've got one and two, and then it's just a, a just a dice roll of, of, is that player going to be good or not? So, I mean, I, I think that's something else to look at too of like, and and I know it's the lottery, so anything can happen. But I mean, to me, that's just one of those, like, I mean, if, if you're really not at in the bottom, uh, you might as well just try for the play in. Uh, yeah. I mean, three through 14 seems pretty equal in my eyes. And I think those are every changing ever, every mock draft I've looked at has a different two, three, four, five, well, different three, four, five scoots usually two. And then, like, some of those guys that are 14 and other mock just slide their way into seven. So, I mean, what's the big difference there? And then also it's the lottery. So where do you fall? I mean, it's just weird. So I think if you're close, go for it. Well, and, and I think, too, like, um, I, I think the fans have accepted this team more this year. I mean, you're, you're starting to see a little bit more during the games. You're, you know, they're starting to get into it a little bit more. So, I mean, I think, you know, as a, you know, as a team, like, oh, all that we've known except for those like first two years of like the thunder win and the thunder, you know, and they're going to be in dang near every game. And so I think that is a, something to also keep in mind of like, you've got to keep the fans engaged. And I think this year has definitely helped because last year was, uh, it was, it was rough. 
at, at least. It's also an exciting brand of basketball to watch too. So if for nothing else, just to keep the fans engaged, like you said, it kind of goes in with both your points. You're not going to tank and SGA is going to outplay the other, the other star on the other side, whether that be an MVP caliber player or, you know, not very good player, he's going to outplay them. So I think it goes both ways. Yeah. And when you talk about the lottery, like, we're kind of in the position where it doesn't matter if we're, you know, seven to 14, you know, if we fall to the 12th spot and Presley's got a guy he likes, that looks like he's going to go seventh or eighth. Like we have all these assets, we have all these picks. Like we have, we're in a position where, you know, we're not going to be able to move up from, you know, 12 to two, but, you know, 12 to seven, you know, especially if there's, you know, a wide range of guys in that, you know, three to eight range, whatever it is like is determined kind of the next, tier of guys like we have the picks to move up where those teams that are drafting you know in those three four five six seven eight spots like you know they're still building for the future whereas well we're obviously building for the future as well you know we've got check coming back next year and we're looking to continue to add pieces where we're a lot closer than you know somebody like utah or houston or san antonio well i think you've also got to look at uh, i know we didn't talk about it last week but uh Kay Cunningham with with Detroit's out for the year. And I think that's, I mean, I know it's not Thunder direct, but it's Thunder equivalent. Oh, not equivalent, but you know what I mean. Like, I mean, it's it's in that, I mean, what they're doing is affecting how we should be going. Because, I mean, if Cade's out the whole year for, for the Pistons, I mean, that, I mean, what, what does that team have to offer, you know, on a night-to-night basis? It's hard to imagine. I mean, there's like four teams you can just rattle off in the the Spurs, the Pistons, the Rockets, and probably the Magic that we guarantee, almost guarantee we can't outtake simply because we have SGA. So, I mean, you have to, you definitely have to count what teams you can outtake. And in the terms of, you know, who's going to be ahead of us, the Lakers who, you know, might have that final play-in spot, they're a little bit more incentivized because they don't have their pick. So what are they losing for? Obviously, they just kind of suck and can't find a way to win. But if they can later, they're going to want to do a lot more than we're going to want to. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're D- Dagnall's trying to develop his talent for next year, whereas the Lakers, they don't have their pick. They're really playing for just make the play and do whatever you can and make your, you know, franchise in a little bit better of a spot for the free agency. So, I mean, for us, it's just, you know, play free basketball and, you know, go out there and progress and win and develop players. Well, uh, we'll uh, go ahead and take a look at the next uh, few upcoming games because I'm not sure when we're going to be able to record next show. But uh, you've got the the uh, little quick jet out to Charlotte on Thursday night, uh, then come back home Saturday for New Year's Eve against the 76ers. And then first home game of the year uh, is on Tuesday, January the 3rd, and then a uh, back-to-back night, January 4th at Orlando that Wednesday. So um, quite a bit of basketball coming up here in the next uh, week or so. Uh, so, um, guys, we'll just go ahead and just do regular record predictions uh, based on those four games. Uh, Jackson, what, what what do you think? Um, my heart says two and two, but my brain at the moment is saying one and three. Um, I think we do go to Charlotte on Thursday and beat the Hornets. Um, I think we struggle at home against the Sixers and the Celtics. Um, I, I, we don't have anybody for Embiid right now. I mean, there, there's no guarding him with anybody we've currently got on the roster. Um, and then the Celtics are playing, you know, not quite as well as they were early on, but 
Um, I, I do think we'll probably lose there. And then a back-to-back on the road at Orlando um, is, I mean, Orlando's playing better basketball. They're, you know, a, a fun team to watch at the very least. Um, and, you know, us being on, you know, playing the Celtics on Tuesday and then turning around and, you know, flying to Orlando on Wednesday to play, you know, another young athletic team. I don't like the way that looks. I'll go ahead and take the ladder. I mean, my brain says two and two, two and two, but my heart wants to say three and one. Um, I think I'm going to write in the, both the Magic and the Hornets as, you know, wins. Um, one thing that I feel like I've seen with this team this year on back-to-back, just because maybe because they're young or because they're so deep, you can follow on a Trey Mann or, you know, a Jalen Williams to have a big night. Um, I'm going to go with them probably taking that game. Um, b- between the Celtics and the uh, 76ers game, in terms of Joel Embiid, I think if you throw Mike Muscala, who's a decent body at him, mixed with, you know, the great defensive rotation we've seen down into the paint with, like, long arms or scrappy guys like Trey Mann, I think there's a chance you can maybe slow him down. You're not going to stop Joel Embiid by any means, but who is? Um, So I think you might slow him down a little bit. And if you get, like, a classic Harden 2-for-15 game, and if Tyrus Maxey doesn't play, because I think it's a back-to-back for them, I'm not quite sure, Um, then, you know, you might be able to steal one of those two games. So I'll just go, maybe they'll steal one of those two games, and you're definitely winning the two games against the two bad teams. Certainly possible, because Lou Dort is the Harden stopper, so... Exactly. I wouldn't be shocked, but I just I I don't know that we have enough for have quite enough for for Embiid and and the Sixers at the moment. I just think you throw doubles at him and hope he settles for those mid range jumpers. Can't argue with that. Well, that's uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us today. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening uh, week in and week out. So, um, but yeah, uh, that's. That's it. That's all we got. So uh, for Jackson and Kate, I am Steven. Uh, we will talk to you guys next year. That's that's always the, the fun thing to say. So um, we'll see y'all then. Thunder up.